You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. I appreciate your your hot seats, and I can definitely feel the the, the flames <laughs> the, the, the flames underneath. I got to readjust readjust for the flames. I think it's good. I mean, it's I'm sorry to put you in the hot seat. It's just these are. Oh, you're good. I think it's um, questions that a lot of people would have about trying to make the most of their time, make the most of their money. Um, I wouldn't get in the kitchen with you if I couldn't take the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, it's David Bumble back with Neil. I had some fantastic feedback on previous videos, but I want to put Neil in the hot seat in this video. But Neil, before I do that, welcome. Thank you, David. I appreciate you having me back again. So on, jump straight into it. On our previous, one of our previous videos, you kind of said that you don't like CH, or you know, I, did, I think your words were you're not a fan of CH. Um, and then someone commented, well, a few people commented and said, you know, Neil, you say that I don't need to worry about CH or I don't need to worry about degrees. But when I go and look at job applications, one of the first things I see is is CH or I see you need a degree. So Neil, can you just explain a bit more about that? And then also like, how does someone do this? I think you kind of mentioned, and I don't want to take it away. You kind of mentioned like you need certs for knowledge and certs to get past the gatekeepers. So if you can, I'll I'll open it up to you. If you can kind of talk around that and I'll, I'll, I'll quiz you some more. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and in, in the essence of transparency, I, I will go ahead and, and admit that when people put CEH on, on job applications, it's oftentimes because, you know, you know, and, and again, EC Council has done a fantastic job back in, I think, the early 2000s when they created, you know, a certified ethical hacker course. I mean, that 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 has been the the, the single biggest marketing win that I think the cybersecurity industry has had in, in its entire existence. I mean, that course is I mean, you you see it and you hear it. Um, and you instantly know, you know, what it is that you're credentialed to do, allegedly from from that name. And I think that that's why they show up as as a gatekeeping type of cert on a lot of um, a lot of HR organizations is because when they search ethical hacking certifications in Google, the first one that comes up is certified ethical hacker, right? And that's just great, brilliant marketing and SEO. Um, and and so you know, I'm not taking away from using CEH as a as a gatekeeping cert, but what I what I don't want the audience to to walk away with is that CEH will give you a knowledge set that makes you an awesome ethical hacker, or even makes you a qualified eth- ethical hacker. And I think that that's where that's where my not a fan of them comes into play is um, you know it gets back to you know acknowledge put put your certs into buckets. Where are the certs that I actually learned something out of and I actually got some benefit from? And where are the certs that I knew that I needed to get because they got me past a gatekeeper? And this came up on um, on my stream on, on Monday when we when we talked about this, or maybe it was, it was Saturday when we, when we had the stream on Saturday. Um, why should we focus on a cert like, you know, INE's, um, you know, EGPT cert um, versus something like CEH or, um, or SANS or something like that? And, and you have to take a, a step into the Wayback Machine and think about CEH, think about SANS, and think about um, uh, OFSEX OSCP. When when the cybersecurity industry was very very young, 
those were the only certs that were out there. Um, and so the pen testers that exist in organizations right now are the folks who are helping hiring managers write job recs. You know, they have CEHs, they have SANS courses, they have OSCPs. They've probably graduated past where they're probably not taking certs anymore. And so maybe they're just not as familiar with the cert industry. And so a hire, uh, HR person just simply goes to the hiring manager and says, hey, I need a, a job description for a pen tester. Can you write on there what's needed? And they go, well, I've got a SANS cert and I've got OSCP. So at a minimum, I'd want them to have the same as me. Um, so there's really no science to that. It's not like a law degree or a CPA, you know, a certified public accountant or, you know, anything where, you know, you know, it's pretty industry industry wide known that you have to have a degree in X or you have to have a cert in X to be successful. We don't have that level of structure inside of inside of cybersecurity. Um, and, and so I think a lot of the um, the the what you know, what cert gets me a job versus what certs teach me how to be a penetration tester, I think that gets lost in the mix. And so me not being a fan um, has nothing to do whether they're a gatekeeping cert to get in there. But if you want to be good, if you want to learn, if you want to to not get, you know, you know, you know, not not get ridiculed for wearing a badge, the CEH badge isn't one that I would wear. I mean, I have I have three from my days, but I've never, I mean, this video right here, this will be the first time that I think anybody actually ever knows that I have CEH unless they go look at my LinkedIn and see that I have it there. I don't think I ever tell anybody that. Yeah, someone even, said that. It said, like you said, you don't like CEH, but you've got CEHs. So that was yeah. one of the comments. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll i never, I'll never tout that I have CEH other than just putting it on my my LinkedIn. Um, and, and I feel very confident saying that. And, and here's, I'll kind of piggyback a second kind of, um, uh, you know, you know, high horse about that. Um, there's a there's a website out there, or it used to be, hopefully it's still around. It's called examcollection.com. And it is the single biggest repository of brain dumps of, of certifications that are out there. And for years, you didn't have to take a single CCNA course. You didn't have to take a single MCSE or MCSA course. You didn't have to take a single CEH course. You could just simply go to this examcollection.com, download all the questions, memorize all the answers to all the questions, walk right into a testing facility and ace an exam. Um, yeah, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. And for the longest time, EC Council, and I don't even think to this day, I haven't looked lately, I don't think EC Council does anything about that. And so how can you take a cert seriously from a true knowledge gain perspective? How can you take a company like EC Council seriously when they don't address that blatant level of cheating and decredentializing their cert in the industry. I think it's a problem for all certs. I mean, it affects Cisco certs as well. It's always been a, it's 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 been a bane on the industry or on certifications, um, not just ethical hacking, but other industries as well. I mean, on that previous video, you also mentioned Network Plus, and so I'm going to push you. Here. This is like you in the hot seat, um, <laughs> guys. Someone made a comment like. But how can you say you shouldn't get Network Plus? Because isn't that a requirement for some of the? I can't remember off the top of my head now. There's there's this U.S. military uh, DOD eighty five seventy. Yeah. So yeah, shouldn't you just get Network Plus so that you get that? Um. You know, so so there's there's a hard. You know, I appreciate your your hot seats, and I can definitely feel the the, the flames <laughs> the, the, the the flames underneath. I got to readjust readjust for the flames. Glad I brought my bottle of water for for all the flames here. You're in the hot seat, man. I'm in the hot seat. So let's do this. Um, here's, here's what I say, right? 
again, you know, look at certs in what gets me past the gatekeepers versus what's going to make me smarter, right? And you also have to look at those when you look at those together. Everybody has a limited amount of time and money to achieve the objectives that they need to achieve. Do you need Network Plus? CEH is still listed on DOD 8570. Lord knows that was our biggest um, kind of oh shit moment, if you will, when we were building the first functional training unit in the Air Force was that the bar to entry that had been written in 8570 to do offensive hacking in the, in, in the Air Force and the NSA was CEH. And so when we looked at that, we were like, yeah, that's that's just not going to fly as we build out this program. And so that's why we, we at the time, partnered with SANS um, and, and did a dot mill course in SANS to better train our folks, you know, who were going into the various types of cyber pipelines, um, you know, in, inside of the military. And so, you know, if you're if you're in that pipeline and you're applying right for for, a, you know, a certain set of jobs, you know, you know, and I hope to see the 8570 get changed to where it's not limited to just DC Council if it, if it hasn't updated yet. Um, you do have to take those things into consideration. You do have to look at the requirements of the job versus the nice to haves, right? And that's the difference between, say, something like DOD 8570, which is you explicitly have to have this and a job description for Target or Apple or something like that that says, would like to have this, right? Make sure you're not parsing the words and make sure you're being real with yourself versus what do you have to have versus what is what you would like to have and make those decisions based on that. I think it's good. I mean, it's. I'm sorry to put you in the hot seat. It's just these are, oh, you're good. I think it's um, questions that a lot of people would have about trying to make the most of their time, make the most of their money. Um, I wouldn't get in the kitchen with you if I couldn't take the heat. <laughs> <laughs> good, good one. So, um, Gatekeeper certs. I mean, I did. I actually, after I, well, I think yesterday, I went onto Indeed and had a look at the, some of the U.S. jobs, and I did a search for CH and I did a search for like CompTIA Security Plus, that type of thing. And what I found interesting is they will say has one of these, and then it lists uh, CH and Security Plus and a few other certs. So it looks like the um, a lot of the the recruiting agents are just filling in, like you said like a whole bunch of certs to try and get people through the door or get people to like at least apply. Um, so what do you think about that? I mean, is there certain gatekeeper certs that you would recommend or are you saying kind of like what you said before, look at the kind of role that you're going for and then get the certs according to the role that you're looking for? Um, I, I think a little bit of that last part, but I think what you what you just described is exactly the problem that we have in the cybersecurity industry. And this is why you, you don't really hear me talk about certs very often is because I think recruiters don't know enough about this industry that um, that they and I think we mentioned this when we were doing you know the last videos, there's three and a half million open cybersecurity roles you know, you know you know across the globe. And so while somebody may say that we'd like for you to have one of these, um, it doesn't hurt you to apply without one of those because, you know, if you've got a resume um, that meets some of the criteria that we talked about before, let's say you're a college student just coming out of college, um, you know, and you've got a, a four-year degree in, in computer science just because that's what you went to school for when you thought that that's what you needed to go to school for, but you've got a resume that's filled up with, you know, tons of try hack me, tons of hack the box, tons of capture the flags, tons of... Um, you know, you know, industry, you know, volunteer experience, either with your school or with somebody in the community, CCDC, um, uh, I forget what the other one, uh, a cyber league or whatever it is that, that's offered in the U.S. If you've got experience like that, um, recruiters 
will look at that and they'll be like, well, he doesn't have any of the certs, but God, he's got a lot of this other cyber experience. We should put this through and see if the hiring manager will look at it. Um, and, and so there, there are recruiters that'll do that, um, you know, because they realize that, you know, they don't know all the certs that are out there. And to your point, to the, the, the research that you did, they're just slamming certs onto a, a job description, hoping that they get somebody. And that should tell you the level of desperation that folks are at when it comes to hiring cybersecurity talent, um, that they don't even, they don't care and don't know enough to know which certs to put on a, on a, on a job description. Now, if you did have the time, the money, the wherewithal, and you wanted to just get the gatekeeping certs knocked out, then, um, you know, I think, I think SEC plus, I think a plus, I think CEH, I think, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, PTS from, from, from I and E, um, I, I think those all represent perfectly fine gatekeeper certs, but if you had to prioritize time or money, right. And a limit and, and, and a limited amount of choices, I would just make the, make the responsible choice in terms of what you picked. So, I'm hot seat again because I like to push you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's if, do it. If I think we mentioned this on a previous call, if I had to choose just one cert, it would be OSCP. I think is what we what we said. Um, so that's like the 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 main get past the gatekeepers cert. Is that right? Um, it it is currently. It's 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 definitely it's definitely traditionally been the main gatekeeping cert. Um, I, my hesitation is only that I I I hope we see the industry shift especially in the next five years, as we see more, more and more folks realize that OSCP hasn't kept up with the times. They only have a handful of courses. They haven't, um, they haven't innovated their course very much over the years. Um, and, and I hope that we see more market entry players uh, into that to help challenge them. But I think currently as of today, probably as of when this video goes out, yeah, they're probably the, the, the premier gatekeeping cert for, for ethical hacking roles. And I mean, it's it's not a it's not a try and trip you up, Neil. It's just to try and help guys. So that's why I'm putting you in the hot seat. It's um, absolutely. How do we best help people get the job that they want? Um, so based on what you kind of said, to summarize, you it, it, if you've got the time and you can afford it, it makes sense to get a CH or a, a Security Plus or something like that, just to get that on your on your resume so that you can get past the gatekeepers. But I think I just want to emphasize last on the last video, depending on how we cut the interviews up, you mentioned <laughs> a guy in, in Africa who contacted you via DM saying that he was struggling to get somewhere. And what you did is you you gave the details, if I remember correctly, to someone very high up in that organization. And the point I want to try and make through that is it's who you know in life like that is, often but- makes the biggest difference. Which is why, you know, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you know, I think that that gets lost in the CERT conversation. This is yeah. why I think in our, in our last video, we talked about like one of my one of my big three things that I mentioned in the last video was networking. Um, and, 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 and I know that I'm going to get a ton more DMs after this because I, <laughs> I, I, help, I help somebody out and that's OK. Bring the DMs on. I, I promise I'm getting I promise I go through every single DM. It may just take a while, but I promise you. If, if you if you got a response from me, that means that that I went through and, and went through my DMs. I have another round of them that I have to go through, and I promise you, I'll get to my all my DMs. Um, I won't let those go. We don't but know how yeah, long that's going to go. That's I know. One, one day when you get like a hundred thousand uh, followers, we'll see. But I, I know. I, I know you. I know you. 
I know you warned me on that, but I was like, I'm going to prove David wrong. I'm going to go through all of my DMs. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and, and it is true. I mean, it's, it's like, and I think I mentioned this on the last video. If not, I'll reemphasize it is, is, you know, I think I got the first job when I came out of the Air Force strictly off of my resume. But every other job that I got after that, I got through networking, right? I got through people who just looked at my LinkedIn and was like, I, I think this would guy would make a great, uh, you know, entry to our organization. I got them because somebody I had done work for them as a consulting company and they were like, we'd love for you to come work for us. Right. Um, and yes, um, to, to David's point, depending on how we cut this, there was a guy who reached out to me on my DMS who worked for a big four um, that I happen to have a lot of really good contacts with um, who is trying to get out of his, you know, you know, you know, situation, you know, where he couldn't move past where he was at. And I was able to put, put him in touch with folks who did the ethical hacking um, at a pretty high level and, and a couple of the key partners in that big four organization to try to help pull him out of that position where he was at into something that, that got him to do what it is that he wants to do. And again, through that networking, um, and, and that's why I tell people is like, yeah, you know, go do your gatekeeper search if you've got the time and the money to go get your OSCP if you got the time and the money to. But, you know, that's that might be how you land your first ethical hacking job. But I would almost be willing to bet that you actually might land your first ethical hacking job if you put in the time and the effort to do the networking, to, to talk to people in the industry and to develop yourself and credentialize your name in the industry. You might actually get your first, first ethical hacking job through networking. You know, the world's changed. I mean, social media has changed everything. I mean, the fact that someone can reach out to you across the ocean or whatever, and you can immediately put them in contact with someone, it just shows you how the world has changed. So I'm, I'm pretty sure your DMs are going to be on fire now. <laughs> if anyone wants a job, just talk to Neil. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what I just told literally all of your subscribers was, oh, cool, I can DM Neil and get a job. <laughs> there, there you go. So let's see how long you last, Neil. You, you challenge right. me. So right. The challenge right. to all the viewers is DM, like, DM him like crazy. I feel sorry for you now. No, yeah. But seriously, I mean, it's who you know. Um, there's someone, and I won't mention it because he's asked me not to mention it now, but it's someone I'm going to talk to you about at some point who he, he's also got a lot of knowledge. He's been helping me. I've mentioned this in other videos as well. You know, if you help me on my discord as an example, and then you, I see that you're helping out and you're doing things and you're not asking for something, you're just helping out. And then, then at some point I find out that you're looking for a job and you're struggling to break in. Who do you think I'm going to help? You know, I'm going to help that chap. And you're going to be one of the first people I'm going to introduce him to um, well, because it's who you know and who they know. Sorry, go on. No, no. And, and I was going to piggyback on that because we love talking about Gary Vee on your show. This is going to be the only IT cyber show that we, we have the most references to Gary Vee on. You know, Gary Vee mentions his interning strategy, right? And, 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 and I think people, I think people, when they think interns, and, and I've gotten a lot of the mentorship requests that have come from, from my DMs as well since our, our last couple of interviews, right? And I think people, when they think about interns, they forget that like the Gary Vee mentality on interns is like, find somebody that you want to learn from, and then you offer to intern for them for free. Now, now we use intern, but that could be volunteering on your Discord, volunteering on my Discord, volunteering on, you know, on your YouTube channel, volunteering on my Twitch stream. It could be volunteering, you know, interning in some way where we have an interaction that happens on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis where you're innately going to learn from me. But Gary's V strategy is find that person, offer to work for them for free. 
three months, six months, a year, whatever it is that you can afford. Don't rush out of the house, you know, still stay, live at home with your, your, your parents or whatever the case is, but intern with them for a year and just soak up as much knowledge. That's the best interning that you can do. And, and you're absolutely right, David, that person is at the top of my list. Like the first time I hear about a job, I'm gonna be like, I've got a dude or, or woman that I would love to put you in contact with exactly. because they've, they've proven their value. I just want to say that you don't have to give up your full-time job because the way the world goes now or is now, um, on Discord, you could just help out when you've got time, You know, help out in your spare time. Um, and that might be enough. And there, there's a certain group of people in my Discord that I will always help because they're helping me. Um, and I, I think networking like that can open up many, many more doors than just having a cert. I mean, if someone came, sent me a random resume and they had a whole bunch of certs on their resume, I would just probably throw that in the trash compared to someone who's got less certs, but has proven to me in their personal capacity, their knowledge. I don't know if I vouch, I've, I vouch for people all the time yeah. based on my network over a resume. Um, I, I've, got a, I've got a guy who... Um, um, he, he volunteers for me a lot. He's, he's, he's in a couple of videos. I mentioned the guy who spent 10 years building his own marketing firm. Um, he's trying to break into cyber. He had one job with a, with an MSP. Um, unfortunately they, they ended up letting him go because they downsized as part of COVID. Um, but he, he hustles on my stream and helps me do the marketing and things like that on my stream. And, um, I have, so let's, um, let's do it right now. Give me his name because this is what we're going to do. We're going to help him. So tell me his name. <laughs> his you... name is his name is is, is Sam Rodwin. Sam Rodwin, and I'll, I'll send you his his uh, his LinkedIn. So you've got his LinkedIn. Yep. Um, he is trying to get into um, you know a, a, a cybersecurity job, um, and he's got cybersecurity experience, and he hustles for me all the time. Um, and, and, and I, and I, every single time I get a, a wind of something that, um, uh, that I can, um, I can get him into, I call him up, I text him, I'll be like, Hey, I've got something. Would you be interested in this? So, I mean, I, I think what we've just done there is showing the, the principle that, you know, Neil and I met a week ago. Um, it's not just who, you know, it's who they know and who they know, and it's exponential. Um, I'm very much uh, believe it's, you know, make contacts and contribute because if you contribute to the community, people in the community will help you. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And so, so to circle all this back around, because this is a huge giant soapbox that I know that we can get in on, this is why we can talk certs all day long, but the answer isn't get cert, get job. Like, and I think that that's the, the big thing that I would send across to people is, you know, you know, and I think coming out of my DMs, the question was, well, is this sort of good idea or is this sort of good idea or I'm going down this path? Is this OK? We can talk about gatekeeping certs. We can talk about certs where you get hands on skill. We can talk about going to ranges like Range Force, Try Hack Me and Hack the Box, um, you know, all these places where you get hands on. I think all of those are paths to gain knowledge and to get past gatekeepers. But you know, when we talk about the three things and one of those three things is networking, that's because that is going to carry so much more weight than all of these other things that you happen to need to do to work the system. And I think we must just preface that by saying it doesn't help to network if you don't put the work in to get the knowledge. You know, if I recommend you for a position and you screw up, I'm, it's going to put a real damp on helping you again. You know, you've, you've got to 
you've got to come to the table and contribute. You've got to you've got to put in the work to get the knowledge as well. So network, but on the on the on at the same time, you know, go and do hack the box and do other things to make sure that you have the prerequisite knowledge and you can do the job. Because you, you you don't want to make a fool of us if we recommend you for a job and you mess it up. But you'll also make a fool of yourself. You know, that'll get round just as quickly. So, you know, be Absolutely. careful. Absolutely. Neil, we're out of time. I really want to thank you again for you know sharing sharing your knowledge and getting on the soapboxes. I love it. Thanks very much. <laughs> Always, David. Glad to, glad to be part of this. Thank you to you and to your community. I truly do appreciate it. And, and everybody is happy to have literally whatever knowledge is in here. And uh, make sure you DM Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.